Hey everybody, welcome to Talkin' Tina, the Antifada side project about the politics and history of America Latina. Today we'll be talking Chile, which, after a massive uprising against neoliberalism in 2019, just elected a self-described libertarian socialist to president. So we thought it'd be good to talk to a Chilean libertarian for her opinion. Today we'll be talking to Isabel, a member of the Anarchist Assembly of Valparaiso and a contributor to the Chilean podcast, Reporteras del Chaos, <laughs> on the anarcho-feminist Rera Seniel Network for her perspective on the election and what came before. Thanks for joining us, Isabel. How's winter in Valparaiso? It's summer in Valparaiso, actually, because we are in the south. So it's uh, summer and pretty hot, actually, today. See, I just assumed that you called it winter and you just, for, for you, winter was just warm. <laughs> and summer is cold. Yeah, I thought the same thing for some reason. Typically, uh, USA uh, <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Let's get into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, uh, my name is Isabel. I am from Valparaiso. I have lived most of my life here. And now, last two years, maybe it's the most uh, interesting for this interview. Um, I'm part of this anarchist assembly, which is uh, an organization that uh, it's born, uh, that was born uh, during the the uprising in uh, 2019. And I'm also I have I have had different uh, radio projects actually. We are not broadcasting uh, this uh, last month. And I'm also well, a teacher and I uh, work with children and I live now in uh, in a squad where we make uh, many things with children. <laughs> and I think that's uh, some things that I can say here yeah. about me. Maybe if you want to know anything else, you can tell me, because I haven't spoken English so for so long, so I uh, get a little bit uh, confused. <laughs> oh, you're, you're doing great. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into the questions here, because I think it's a very, very interesting time. Uh, and certainly our English-speaking audience, I think, is looking for some answers when it comes to what's happening in uh, Chile and Latin America in general. So commentators are talking about uh, the recent uprising, the constitutional referendum, and now the election of Boric as the end of the Pinochet era, which was inaugurated, of course, with the coup against Salvador Allende in 1973. Do you think that that's true? Do you think this is truly the end of the Pinochet or Pinochet era, depending on how you pronounce it? Pinochet. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. If you come here, you can say Pinochet. Okay. I can make an individual response and also uh, I can share with you uh, some collective reflections that we have in the anarchist assembly, but also in territorial assemblies in. Uh, some uh, different places here in Valparaiso. Uh, and I uh, mentioned that to say that what uh, I'm going to say is not just uh, my opinion, it's uh, something that uh, many people share. 
and uh, it's to understand or the importance uh, to, to understand that the Pinochet era doesn't mean only uh, the violation of human rights and the uh, this uh, spectacular, uh, violent uh, process. It's also a much uh, deeper and uh, I don't know the word, but uh, under like underworld, but not underworld. But <laughs> it's a it's a much uh, longer and complex process of uh, devastation of uh, nature, of devastation of social relationships and organizations and it's uh, the and it's a process that changes uh, many structural uh, economic and social um, uh, relations so the pinochet era can't uh, end if this structure of devastation and uh, and with devastation, I mean uh, not only with extractivism uh, in many natural uh, regions of Chile, but also with um, very precarious, precarious um, uh, public, public education, very precarious public health, and uh, um, a lot of uh, different uh, contexts that uh, doesn't change if uh, the government of Boric uh, they are not uh, proposing a change of system uh, it can sound a little bit exaggerated uh, what, what I will say but between Boric and Kast who was this uh, Nazi Nazi you say in English <laughs> Nazi, yeah, I don't Nazi? know. Yes, fascist? yeah, yeah, fascist. Okay. This uh, the, the 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 famous one. Uh, <laughs> this one. Um, they, of course, they have um, like uh, ethical differences. The the, the thing about uh, rights, about social uh, human rights, but the economical uh, structure it's the same, and it. Uh, and, and it has uh, deeper roots, of course, in colonial system, uh, but uh, um, the, the another left uh, project that uh, came after uh, dictatorship, La Concertación, which was this political conglomerate uh, with uh, leftist parties uh, at, that, uh, at that time, they maintain this structure and they go deeper with, with this structure. And the uprising of 2019, it's a very clear response to this, uh, uh, to this system, which uh, has been shared by Pinochet, by the Concertación, which, uh, in which Michelle Bachelet was the first woman president, and, and all these... Uh, how do you say narration like this tale of uh, of emancipation with this woman who was uh, uh, in jail and all that and and they maintain this uh, right? this this system so this government it's also it's the 
con more than uh, the end of uh, Pinochet era, for many of us it seems like uh, the second volume of uh, the tragedy of the left uh, social democratic-ish uh, parties that uh, come to the uh, power of the state after uh, repressive uh, governments like Pinochet dictatorship, dictatorship and, uh, and now Piñera government and their response also to this uh, uprising. So just to make it clear, no, it doesn't mean this, uh, this election, this uh, democratic election doesn't mean the end of Pinochet era, the uprising, maybe it's a hint of this ending of Pinochet era. Well, we want to talk a lot about the uprising a little bit later on. But first, you know, I think our listeners are really interested in this Boric character. And it's well known that he comes from the autonomous milieu. He was part of some autonomous student group. He was really interested in the history of left-wing struggle in Chile, even armed struggle. And he's part of this constitutional process that wants to renationalize or at least deprivatize water. Uh, he's looking into questions of how natural resources like lithium are going to be extracted. So he's, I think, along the wavelengths of some of the demands of the uprising. But of course, he's also considered a betrayer of the uprising because he... He joined in with the right in supporting these measures against wearing masks, against building barricades. So do you think maybe Boric, like optimistically, you could say he's a mixed bag? Or do you think it's just a, a sign of the defeat of the uprising that a, um, a autonomous figure could come in and, and claim to represent it while actually representing its defeats? I guess I don't think either of uh, those uh, proposals because I um, I I also think that he was this uh, betrayer you say traitor <laughs> betrayer mm -hmm. um, but also I think uh, he hasn't uh, it, it's true that he was part of uh, of this uh, political uh, movement of the autonomist and he was part of it in the university. But it's also important to understand that um, uh, the 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 I don't I don't want to say the, the class war, <laughs> but uh, the the um, we're allowed to do class war. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, but uh, um, but he didn't uh, belong to the popular masses. Um, in rebellion with the system. He was a, a law student in uh, the University of Chile, which is a public uh, university, but it's uh, probably the richest one because it's in the capital. Uh, I'm, at, I'm outside the capital. In the place. <laughs> um, and, he, and he was also in these uh, years because, I, because I'm, I'm 32 and he's 55, so uh, I was also uh, during this uh, students uprising in 2011 uh, when he became famous and for many of us uh, he was uh, 
since these years some kind of betrayer of the movement because mm. it was the one who was um, available to um, negotiate and make this uh, political career on the institutions. Of course, I have a pretty uh, deep ideo ideological, ideological um, principles uh, with him. We, we, we are uh, apart. But also, uh, only as a student uh, movement member, he was also known as this betrayer. And, it, and it's important, uh, not because people can are not allowed to make mistakes, <laughs> of course, uh, but uh, because uh, he has proved, uh, proved uh, all these years that he's made it too good to negotiate the uh, on at the end of, um, of, of politics uh, agreements of political agreements so um, it's an interesting character and now here it's been this like a uh, wave of uh, bodych fans <laughs> uh, mostly on social media um, and social networks um uh, but uh, but he's he still uh, he's still representing not the popular movement not the demands or the public uh, institutional demands of the movement he's representing this group of uh, privileged young ones who want uh, more rights to, to people, which is good, it's okay, but uh, they, but he has never been uh, on a radical uh, left context. Yeah, okay, the hegemonic uh, press in Chile also make uh, him like, oh, wow, it, now with the communism uh, arrived to Chile, and it's, it's not true. Uh, even even maybe if uh, someone asks him, it's not true. They're, he's not part of the of the radical left context. He was. It, those uh, organizations were also um, not so radical. It's not a problem. Uh, he he wanted to be president, and it's okay. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, to to think that he represents the inter interests of. Um, popular class in Chile it's uh, it's not true and, and I can understand that uh, it can look like this outside but it's it's not true I don't think here uh, the analysis um, uh, see that either let, let, let me um, let me ask sort of a follow-up question because I've been thinking about yes. this a bunch um, so all across the world, for the last 13 or 14 years, ever since the financial crash, since the, uh, the Great Recession, there's been this dynamic where a far right or populist right uh, constellation of forces gains ground. And I'm thinking here of uh, Golden Dawn in Greece or the National Front in France or the Alternative for Deutschland in Germany. Um, the, the far right rises uh, within this sense of like the population that political institutions are delegitimated, right? Um, with, the, with the left often feeling as though the political institutions of society, the, the state and, and the elections are, are bankrupt, right? Um, 
But then what happens when this far right rises is that all of a sudden, somebody like Karst, right? Uh, when the far right rises, a lot of people, uh, including youth who are on the left, who are critical of the state, critical of capital, all of a sudden feel compelled to jump in and vote for a, a Boric or a Sariza or something like that, uh, and ends up ultimately doubling down on the same sort of bankrupt institutions that they had been critiquing before. So if that makes sense, where do you think Boric Boric's election fits into this larger world process. And I guess also, is there any way out of this dynamic? Yes, it's a question that we were uh, analyzing also this uh, last um, panoramic situation uh, with the cast and this. Uh, but um, Yeah, how does it fit? Uh, I think, um, I think it's also a shared analysis. Uh, now Boric won because of uh, many, it, it was the, the, the most voted, uh, with, no, no, the most uh, crowded election. Many, many, many people vote. In Chile, it was like 3 million uh, in general who vote, and now it was 8. So it was many people, um, and in the primary, primary, the, the first elections <laughs> where there was a lot of uh, candidates, uh, it was also like four million people, maybe. Uh, I, I'm not sure of this uh, data, but something like this. And now it was a lot more uh, voting, and it and it it's it's interesting also that the votes uh, for cast for this fascist, uh, popular figure that fits uh, with all these uh, ones like Bolsonaro or Trump or some, 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 other, some others. Um, it was the same people who reject the new constitution in referendum. It was almost the same uh, number, like two... I don't know, but just, just a little bit uh, more people. And uh, Boric, it was not so many people, but with, in the last election, many people voted. And the, uh, the idea that I think uh, he and his uh, team, let's say, <laughs> his political team, and also... Um, mass media or hegemonic media uh, are creating this idea that he won because he was uh, less leftist in the with the second campaign okay and and the thing is that he won probably because uh, this this three million people that vote uh, or two million people that vote in the last election that haven't voted before, it's uh, that's the people who uh, put him in power, but that's that was the people that that wasn't uh, no that didn't want to vote uh, for him in the, the first time, and there is this uh, this uh, group of population that was part of uh, 2019 rising that there was even a hashtag and many um, memes. Memes, memes. <laughs> uh, memes sure. that were like uh, people who hate Boric 
uh, voting for Boric. Yeah, the, the, right. that was a very popular uh, thing here because there is this uh, group of population that uh, understood understood uh, that um, it, it it has to it had to be stopped uh, cast because of uh, Bolsonaro and these other characters who make uh, reference an idea and because of he was a fascist also because but but I also think that uh, um, there is this idea of uh, Chile or people of Chile being um, less radical that uh, than I think uh, it actually is. So um, these people was uh, were who vote and make difference to Boric get elected. And it's also because I, I said before I don't think uh, this is um, uh, the end of the, the defeat of uh, of the uprising. I don't think it's a it's a success of this. Um, how do you say when uh, water is not cold but not hot? <laughs> lukewarm, yeah. So, so, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah lukewarm, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying with this, but uh, <laughs> so it, it, ah no, this uh, it, this um, middle warm uh, um, political uh, proposal that make these people uh, come to power just fear of having this uh, fascist. So Boric, I think he won because it was uh, cast uh, the opponent also. And my 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 pessimist uh, analysis is that uh, it can be that in this government, for some uh, attacks of uh, another um, forces also, but also because of mistakes like uh, saying that it's better now that they are uh, less radical, <laughs> um, can open. A bigger door to fascism because uh, this kind of uh, people with the Republican, Republican Party that uh, uh, it's the name of uh, the party of caste now he uh, quit uh, president uh, president I think but uh, uh, it was his party they have uh, territorial organizations too and they are uh, pushing in different uh, spaces and directions and um, I, I hope, I really hope that this government doesn't uh, fit in this uh, structure of uh, uh, fascism risings in places, um, making this uh, bigger uh, door to so so they come. I think in in Greece, uh, Syriza, it's Syriza, I, I think it's the name. It's um, it's it's something to worry about um, with uh, the <laughs> uh, with, with our situation, for example. Even where we are not that uh, similar to Greece in many things, but uh, the, there are some examples that uh, make us uh, worry. Also, that uh, this uh, I don't know how to when when people make. This um, thing between uh, words to make between words doesn't matter, but this social democratic uh, government 
can be even uh, dangerous also to um, the rising of uh, fascism. So yeah, thinking about that, about um, how the sort of um, the, the the failures of a social democratic program, even a mild one, uh, can lead to a space opening up for fascism. We don't have to go very far to uh, find some history of that. Obviously, in 1973, you had the democratically elected socialist government of Salvador Allende overthrown in a military coup. Uh, we're pretty well familiar with that, the left in the United States, because, of course, the United States had a lot to do with that. <laughs> Henry Kissinger and ITT and um, Rio Tinto and all that. Uh, we, we call it the other 9-11 sometimes, actually. But um, you already have this, this sort of um, this history. Uh, um, and I, I think one of the differences, maybe, as I, as I look uh, at the situation, is that Allende had a mass uh, workers' movement and a mass... Um, uh, communities movement, a, a mass uh, socialist and, and communist and anarchist movement that was pushing him in the 1970s. And one of my fears is that it, you're, the uprising seems quiet now. I wonder if there there exist uh, this kind of social forces um, in Chile right now in order to push Boric farther than he'd be willing to go in the first place. Because I think that's maybe the only way that social Democrats can end up doing anything sort of positive mm -hmm. anyways. What, what do you think about that? Are there social forces there similar to the ones of the 1970s that can propel perhaps uh, politics forward? Yes, I, I actually agree with uh, that we can uh, make this uh, analogy, but it's a uh, bit different because of uh, this uh, mass and popular uh, development of, um, of organizations and, uh, and of a revolutionary program uh, or idea of program. Uh, last year, it was um, it was news here that in a uh, TV channel, <laughs> a, uh, open TV channel here in Chile, they uh, they put uh, they broadcast they broadcast the, um, this documentary that maybe you know. Um, what's the name in English? The La Batalla de Chile. The <laughs> uh, it's a it's it's, an, it's a documentary in, in three episodes that uh, are videos uh, actually during uh, the Unidad Popular and uh, they even get to the till the 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 coup. Yeah, the, yeah? the battle of Chile. Yes, the battle yeah, the of battle, Chile. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think I watched that in uh, in a Latin American history course. Yes. <laughs> very, very good for what I remember. Yeah, it's it's very good. And uh, it for many of us, it was like every year in September, you uh, play it in the space where you are. But uh, now it was uh, shown in open TV. So it was uh, very famous. And for many, many, many people, it was very uh, surprising to see how uh, people sometimes with no shoes, with no home, with uh, no uh, work, or, or even uh, workers, they were all um, organized and they know how to talk about politics. And it's something that now for us, uh, as, as people here, and for example, for me, that I... I, I from 1989, so I just uh, lived this uh, social democratic governments and then 
Piñera government, so on. But uh, it was for many people very surprising to see this uh, this uh, uh, this idea of uh, poder popular, uh, which is a concept uh, very used in uh, Latin America and in Chile. It was one of the um, uh, what what how, how do you say? But it was one of the the main uh, things to to accomplish, right? Poder popular, it's popular uh, power, people's power <laughs> in English, I, I guess. And it's uh, and now, just getting back to the question, I wouldn't say that it doesn't exist. I think it exists, but much much smaller, much more smaller than uh, than in in the 70s, of course. So uh, one thing, yes, it's not the same context, it's not the same uh, the, that uh, moment, and it's not the same process that I think it can happen uh, with Boric and with uh, fascism and its candidates, because I think they could, they, now in Chile they would make it probably uh, democratically, they would win an election right. uh, in four more years and they would be working these four more years and for many of us, for, for many for many people who is also organized, this, uh, this uh, caste uh, menace, this Nazi menace, it was made uh, a lot of uh, reactions by fear but for many of us also, uh, it uh, made us. It's urgent to to work in in, the, in creating this uh, popular power uh, again. And the problem is that uh, our tradition of social democratic governments haven't uh, done that. They don't have, as I said before, they they don't propose us to uh, change uh, many structural things. They, there are some promises about water and, and some promises about other things, but uh, uh, they will, it, it seems like they can be a nicer administration of uh, state and resources and relationships with, uh, with transnationals and this. Like, uh, they, they will be nicer, but uh, there is no um, hint of uh, of this going further, and and the and us <laughs> the the people we are we are also very uh, recently traumatized by uh, after the uprising, and that's uh, something that it's very important because we were traumatized uh, by dictatorship, and then there was an uprising and. 500 uh, people lost eyes, many, many, many are in jail uh, now, two years later. Has Boric said anything about like an amnesty for the protesters or any kind of signal that he could be uh, lenient or have a softer hand against the people who are uh, in prison or awaiting trial? Well, during the campaign, uh, he, um, I think more than once, he said that... Uh, he was uh, not uh, going to defend who were uh, violent and um, harmed the harmony of Chile. Uh, but uh, now, with the, with the election, one of his closest um, friends or <laughs> political friends, who 
his name is Giorgio Jackson. Uh, he said that uh, some of the um, cases that the state uh, had against some individuals, <laughs> they would drop the charges. But the thing is that the it's like the 5% uh, of political prisoners now. Okay. So it's cool. uh, this uh, very, very shy promise of, uh, of this amnesty, but there is a big campaign also for this amnesty, and uh, it's something that it's moving also in uh, Congress now. Uh, but there is no um, strong posture uh, about uh, this because they have this idea of they have to get here when you to say this idea of not hot, not cold water, uh, we say uh, yellow, <laughs> amarillo. So they they have also this proposal about uh, political prisoners. Okay, we will uh, retire charges uh, for. I don't know, uh, 15 uh, people, and there's a uh, there's a lot more. <laughs> so let's yeah, let's start talking a little bit about what the uprising was. I, I think uh, for the U.S. left, we know that it started as this protest by students about rising metro fares in Santiago, and then that kind of caught on and became this massive riot against the rising costs and uh, uh, increasing misery of daily life. Is that a, a fair way to look at it? It, it is, and, it, and it's not, also. Because um, if, we can see, if we can see the different episodes of uprising, <laughs> uh, students uh, began with this in 2006. Uh, because that was... Maybe if maybe we can uh, say that that was the end of uh, part at least of uh, the era, the Pinochet era, because it was this uh, questioning and fighting with the educational system that it was the same during democracy um, and dictatorship. Um, so students uh, began uh, this protest, but we, but it's interesting to see it like they began in 2006 and then continued in 2011, and then this uh, continues. Um, uh, you, you used a nice expression to uh, talk about our daily miseries, <laughs> but uh, this um, it was an, a big accumulation of uh, of social misery, right? But uh, but the students were always the the first uh, symptom of uh, this kind of illness, if we can uh, make this analogy. Um, but it's what it was the spectacular um, continuation. I don't know if it's, it's a word, but uh, uh, it was the um, yeah. It 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 it, it did, I don't think it began uh, just like this, of course, because I'm from here and I can see this this long process. But um, the student uh, riots were very important in in this uh, in, in many years, uh, and also Boric was involved in this. Uh, to be fair with him, <laughs> in 2011, uh, 
so so it's been a, a long 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 movement and the difference maybe uh, what happened in 2019 it was uh, this absolute uh, not um, how to say it? this this even nice and sweet relationship of many many people with uh, violence against private property that was uh, something that changed radically but these demands on education health um, retirement uh, money i don't know in english but but all these demands uh, separately in different areas they were all uh, alive before uh, and in 2019 is what it was this yeah this spectacular uh, gathering of everyone on the streets and everyone yeah, who was on the streets of course uh, agreeing with this uh, violent um, reaction against uh, what 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 was born born, born uh, with fire <laughs> what was in fire the, the first thing that was in fire on fire was uh, supermarkets and banks and and all that mean that meant uh, all that were related with this misery that we know where uh, where it comes uh, from um, chile is it's very uh, it's a it's a place with many things and many cell phones and and many internet even when my internet is very <laughs> it, it's very low quality but uh, it's very usual to have a lot of access to many things with credit and so so it, I don't think it would be fair to say that happened just like this, uh, the uprising. It was this accumulation of, uh, of uh, misery translated into this violent uh, response to private property and also this, this very yeah, creative and, and, and warm and, I don't know, um, how do you say, like... Uh, this tenderness that happened between people uh, doing uprising, it was something that uh, many of us didn't uh, know before. And maybe the older ones uh, with some memories of before Pinochet, maybe they had uh, an idea of this um, environment, but for many, many, many of us, I think uh, that was one of the big changes that happened. And it's something that it's not usually um, mentioned, but uh, it's one of the things that still uh, that are still alive in uh, many people who who participate uh, in 2019 and who is per participating uh, now because the uprising. I know it's uh, now it's not that spectacular. It's been very difficult to make it spectacular again. It's it's very difficult to get uh, to these points, but uh, there is a lot of uh, seeds that are uh, planted in social movement that uh, can be that can't the 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 the, the Boric election it's a, it's something important in this process, but it's just a part uh, I guess of 
of the, of a much uh, longer process. And uprising, it was also um, a, a, just a stage in a longer, longer process. I think. Right. Uh, another aspect of the uprising that I, I saw some videos of, at least they went they went viral in maybe U.S. left media, is the destruction of colonial statues um, and replacing the Chilean flag with the Mapuche flag. So it seemed like there was a major decolonial or uh, indigenous aspect to the uprising. Is that something that carried on into the uh, the constitutional referendum? and uh, the presidential election as well? Well, that's big. It's a big uh, topic because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 but it's, it's very interesting and it's very... Uh, and it's very important, important uh, I think, because... Um, because also Chile, uh, one of uh, its um, characteristics um, it's that it's a place uh, from Latin America, but uh, with a very uh, um, we 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 grow up with this idea of that we don't have uh, an identity. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to, to speak it in English, how to say it in English uh, actually, but uh, there is this idea like there is the Mapuche people. And there are some uh, different uh, uh, idea, um, from the Andes, different uh, cultures from Andes and different cultures from different places. But the Chile, the Chileans, we are this idea of a mixture who doesn't have uh, roots. So this cultural idea that we grow up uh, when you live uh, outside. Uh, the limits or the borders of the um, of the Mapuche territory, which is something that exists uh, anyway. And when you cross this border, you understand that it, that there is this colonial border, for example, with Mapuche. And um, so during uh, uprising. This uh, appears, and this it's, it, it has it's, it's very strong, but we can't uh, forget that uh, Mapuche people uh, fight with state. It's been well, for hundreds of years, but even just to say, just to talk about the thirty last year, um, they have uh, built a. a, a a very strong uh, resistance movement, but uh, most of Chilean people are not not very connected with this uh, with this struggle. Actually, uh, they, in many places before uprising, we never had uh, helicopters on our heads um, daily. I say I I mean uh, like at that moment. And in those territories, it's uh, every day. What I uh, mean with all this is that uh, it, it, the anti-colonial, um, how, do, how can you say this? The, the anti-colonial uh, gestures, no, but um, situations uh, that had uh, place in uprising, 
uh, in many places they haven't uh, had um, a long uh, a long um, they are not now present uh, but it's very important and I know uh, you know Matapaco the dog <laughs> Uh, it's very important to, to, to see anti-colonial fight in Chile during uprising, uh, looking at uh, Matapac. Because uh, with that, uh, we were recognizing, uh, recognizing with no shame, with no shame, this, uh, um, this identity thing with uh, we are not uh, anything, we are the mixture of uh, something uh, that didn't, that don't have roots uh, or culture, which is also a very colonial structure here. Um, so that I think uh, it didn't uh, show uh, anymore and with the constitutional referendum, Mm, there are many Mapuche groups, for example, uh, the CAM, you, I, you know uh, this uh, political Mapuche group, mm, maybe you don't know, but it's the organization that, I don't want to say leads, but uh, yeah, it's, it's maybe the one, the, the most important one in the Mapuche organizations, and then, for example, they make attacks against uh, landlords <laughs> against landlords and uh, I don't know the word for the the people who sell trees and uh, wood loggers uh, the loggers the lumber company <laughs> yes yes because it's the companies not the people who <laughs> they have this big uh, fight uh, every day they attack uh, them and they have a lot of uh, territorial control of, with the communities. And they are uh, against uh, being uh, part of the referendum. But there are some uh, people inside, like Elisa Loncon, for example, who was the president. And but for, for many um, for many Mapuche groups, the, she's like the good uh, savage, you know, like the the one who who is uh, negotiating uh, uh, again with Chilean states when many of uh, Mapuche people don't want to be part of Chilean state. And so, in the proposal of uh, Boric government, government uh, they mention it, but, it, uh, but uh, they have the same uh, relationship that the national referendum. There are some groups that are maybe in relationship with uh, with autonomous movements, for example, but it's not uh, that close. We want to talk about some very important stuff at the very end, which is uh, the various different important riot animals of Chile. Uh, but before we get to that, um, do you want to just maybe uh, leave the discussion of the uprising and the Boric election with maybe some things you're optimistic about, some things you're pessimistic about? Yeah, I know I maybe can sound uh, pessimistic, but I'm actually very optimistic. <laughs> but uh, I'm very optimistic not because of uh, Boric government, actually, um, 
But uh, because um, even when the uprising is not, uh, as I was saying before, not as spectacular as it was, which is absolutely, obviously not uh, maintainable or sustainable for uh, people with no guns, uh, like uh, most of people in Chile. Um, that uh, the uprising is still... Uh, um, it is still very important to understand political uh, panoramic situation uh, outside uh, of state. And it's also important to understand uh, uh, why Boric uh, came to power, which doesn't uh, make it him uh, to be the symbol of uh, the uprising, which is, I think, the um, idea that... Uh, uh, in, in, in many places can, can, can show he's not the voice of the uprising. The uprising, uh, uh, as many of these episodes in different uh, histories of different territories, what happened with that is that it was a very um, big and massive uh, opportunity of uh, experience, organization of experience, uh, solidarity of experience, uh, the life without uh, state. Uh, so it, it's been uh, two years that uh, have this uh, big fight between fascism and uh, social democratic government. Uh, but it's been two years where uh, maybe it's been the two years um, where uh, people in Chile have been more organized than, uh, than no year before uh, 2019 and after uh, 1973. So we are in a, in a good way to build this uh, popular power. I am I'm absolutely sure about that. We have uh, been very um, scared, you know, by power with uh, with their guns and their, and many 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 um, violent uh, situations and death and all that. And even so, there are a lot of people who is not the the young. Uh, um, the young uh, professional in Santiago who likes Boric, there are many other people who are actually organizing in their uh, neighborhoods, in their territories, and it's been the two years with, um, for sure, more organization in Chile from my 32 years of life here. So that's, I think, it's a very optimistic thing, and for many of us, we hope that uh, the Boric government gave or gave, give, will give <laughs> us uh, time and space to, to develop this, um, much more time and space uh, than uh, what CAST uh, could give us. Um, you're so you're 52, are you? I'm 52, yes. 32, okay, sorry. It sounded like you were saying 52. 52? No. <laughs> no, I'm I I no, no, I'm 32, and 
two years ago was uprising when I was turning 30 actually in October. Um, and when they that's a good birthday. Present. Yeah, and when they say and when they um, when many people had this idea like it's not 30 pesos, which was the thing uh, with the subway uh, ticket. Uh, it's 30 years, and for me it was, oh, it's my 30 years, 30 years of, of this, and to and to be able to be part of this uh, movement with this spectacular, beautiful months of revolt, but also with this tragic, sometimes uh, daily fight, it's, uh, it's been very important, not only for me, I'm just one of these uh, people who didn't know uh, these strengths, these popular strength uh, possibilities. So I'm very optimistic, actually, with uh, with what with what can uh, can and will happen in in the next years. Uh, and pessimistic, well, of course, with social democracy, we should be pessimistic because maybe they will surprise us. And it would be great that they surprise us and go farther and and socialism comes with with the state and this university uh, young uh, leftist uh, in, in power. But also we we have uh, another experience and history that uh, has to warn us to be critical and to be um, and to be more and more uh, alive in fight um, and not uh, leaving it uh, because okay now it's social democracy and everything will be okay which is one of my fears uh, now because that happened before with the yes and no so if you put some repression and some promises that they will manage to do a little bit about it. If you put your hopes in, in this, it can be very frustrating. Actually, to go to the first question, <laughs> this idea of that this government can change things to end the Pinochet era, that hope, I think, is very dangerous and we should be pessimistic about the government, but optimistic about popular movement. Well, one video that uh, made me pretty optimistic from the Chilean uprising was taken, I, I think, in a square in Valparaiso, and it showed a uh, riot police vehicle leaving the square, and it ran over a street dog on the way out. And immediately, uh, the person was filming from the balcony, and you heard shouts from all these other balconies uh, yelling at the police. And then um, immediately a crowd of people rushed to attend to the dog. And within about a minute, an ambulance arrives and takes the dog away. Um, and I searched uh, for some more information on this, and I saw that the dog was taken to a veterinary hospital and recovered. And this is uh, just one example of many of uh, Chilean people really loving the street dogs of the country and also the street dogs taking part in the demonstrations uh, as if they are on the side of the people. Um, <laughs> and I heard another pretty amazing story today that in, uh, 
in some city, maybe in the north. Yes. Uprising, uh, Vaquita. Yeah, may- maybe you can tell the story. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I have to say that very proudly, I the video was recorded was my um, my former neighborhood. <laughs> so they were my, my neighbors, and uh, and the name of that dog was Pablito, and he actually went to a, a hospital, but he died uh, a month oh, no. later because of the of the injuries, but. But anyway, he, he, the important thing is this, this relationship with, uh, with dogs and with sick dogs that uh, we have, <laughs> that we had during the uprising. Ah, and the Vaquita situation, it was that uh, Vaquita, it was a street dog who were always on protest in Antofagasta, which is a city in the north, um, also very devastated because of mining. So uh, it was also a very strong place of revolt. It was one of the places where there was always uh, demonstrations and always uh, battles with uh, police and all that. And Makita was the dog who was always there and he was uh, actually damaged, uh, affected with... uh, gunshot of a uh, police but not with real bullets but this uh, leather bullet no no yeah. rubber bullets so he was uh, injured but he wanted to continue in the demonstrations so people uh, make a fake demonstration just to take him to the hospital for drugs uh, because if if it, if if it was not a demonstration, he uh, wouldn't go. So <laughs> so many people organized just a fake demonstration because to the, take him you couldn't, to the <laughs> you couldn't pick up the dog, right? So you had to, yes. and the dog wouldn't just follow you. So you had to have a demonstration to lead yes. the dog to the vet. Yes, because you know street <laughs> dogs are very independent. <laughs> so they uh, if they don't want to go somewhere, they don't go. And, uh, well, this relationship with dogs, actually, I think it's very important because of this um, cultural feeling of uh, have uh, this, we, we, we don't talk about our, oh, yes, our ancestors or, or our culture or anything. We, we have this feeling and I think with, the, with dogs, with street dogs, we have this empathy also because we feel... Um, uh, we feel like street dogs <laughs> a little bit uh, as uh, something that we share um, with people who live here. So we have we 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 have this relationship with dogs, and dogs were very good at protest, and they were always against police. So of course, people uh, really love them, and it's also true that during up- uprising, it was uh, something that. Uh, this idea of being uh, gathered um, with what 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 where was um, ah, I don't know how to say it but this idea of being part of communities uh, it was something I know it's not new but it was a little it felt like new uh, during uprising this. Um, uh, to be um, 
How do you say it when 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 two people rob a bank uh, between them? Uh, what what's the word in, in Spanish? It's like complices or uh, uh, complicity. Yes, complicity. This complicity that we had between strangers that were was something that never happened before because one of the structural cultural things maybe that happens also with dictatorship. It's also this individualistic, um, I wouldn't say like ideology, but this education of um, leaders and people who make their own business, which is something very um, important from USA. But this idea here, but being completely poor and with no uh, chance. <laughs> um, Maybe dogs were one of the symbols of this complicity between the ones who who doesn't have anything and and, and gather because they don't have anything. But maybe dogs. It's uh, it's one of our ways of uh, recognize ourselves in this uh, situation and this fight. Uh, and it's not only dogs. Uh, Andy shared an article with me by Reuters, uh, which is entitled "10,000 uh, Bees Join Protest in Chile, Seven Police Officers Stung. My understanding, and maybe you could talk more about this, is that there are riot bees out there. <laughs> there are protesters bringing bees to protests, and those bees are attacking police. What's going on with that? Yeah, it's, it's part of our creativity, I think. It was a protest uh, led by uh, people who produces honey and they put bees uh, uh, in it. But it's, uh, it's part, I think, of this, um, like I was saying, it's been two years of uh, new of uh, new experiences uh, with organization, but also with uh, creative uh, um Situations. I, I, now that you are mentioning uh, riot bees, uh, I would like to mm -hmm. mention that during campaign, presidential campaign, uh, the um, people who were vote, voting for, for cast, uh, they made this artistic uh, scene, scene in Plaza de la Dignidad in Santiago. Uh, which is very strange because uh, right uh, people here never have a creative thing, but they made this scene in which uh, they put uh, one of the sides they they um, divided in two, and one of the sides had uh, um, ah, this green ah, grass, <laughs> have grass and flowers, and the other side was dry and well. Uh, very um, devastated because it's the place where uh, many things have happened in Plaza de la Dignidad, I think you can imagine. So they made this uh, thing and people from Santiago, let's say popular movement, but people in Santiago, many people went the same day, took the grass because it was put uh, in the morning, they took it and they made a new... Um, a square, I would say, a new square, uh, very close to it, in a former uh, metro station that was a former uh, police station, 
and where uh, there was torture and detentions during the um, uh, uprising, they made this green space with grass and flowers and uh, and things to sit and many, many other beautiful things and they made it just in one or two days. So it's um, uh, even two years later, even with all this uh, violent uh, process, uh, there are still many of these actions that uh, that talked of, of about our strength and our creativity and our possibilities of making things like riot beast in this uh, <laughs> demonstration <laughs> or this uh, making this idea of making a square when they put grass okay let's use the grass and let's make our own square so yeah. Uh, many, many things I think we have learned and many things will, will happen. Far south of the country, were there any riot penguins? <laughs> no, but penguins here are not only in the south. <laughs> they are all over the shore. So maybe in some other um, places there was uh, riot penguins, probably. <laughs> what about a riot condor in the mountains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a little bit more sad story because you know there are uh, less and less condors <laughs> in the mountains. Well, maybe they're just uh, hiding and gathering their strength for the insurrection. Yeah, popular. Power. Yeah, that would be very very nice. <laughs> well, Isabel, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Talking. Yeah, this Tina. was great. You, else, you want to let our listeners know or anything we should check out. Um, well, I uh, recommend everyone to um, maybe to try to 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 learn about this uh, the process here and in other places just to develop our political uh, imagination and to go further with uh, our projects and. And from here, I, I guess I, I, I would like to, to know that there are some people who are interested and also want to um, help uh, sometime and to participate. And I really hope that over there, that I guess it's uh, many, many different things and complex processes, that over there, uh, this... Um, yeah, this popular power, it's also growing and it's also developing. Uh, a little yes. bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you also uh, put many statues down. And, That's true. And, and many things. Many things have happened in USA <laughs> in the last two years, I think, also. Even with Trump. That's very interesting. Oh, but I can uh, invite you to some other radio show sometime. <laughs> you could have me on yeah. Portoras del Chaos. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Muerta los torturadores, yeah. barricas en todos los callejones. Nunca fueron de goma esos perdigones. Van a cobrar por todos los ojos pacos traidores. Que hablar de los milicos de rebaño, sí. Muerte reno que sale en el año, sí. Fueron a los cuarteles a lavar baños. Acostumbrados a matar a su pueblo la callo. No. 
dependen pura falacia Fijo que mete mano lacia No se estafan, ya hay que decirle gracias Por eso estoy feliz que saques en toda la farmacia Uh, sí, saco una pastilla pa' tu mami Si no lo jarabes de tu papi Música al choque no valdrá mi Resistencia obrera a ti poli Ya no le compramos por el loli Vamos por todo esto es un oli Piedras a los pecos como bowling Etiquiza un pack con acción Poniéndole bueno a la inhalación ¿De dónde sacaste la mano? Falopa de los incautados Comprado la pobla Tu diana saleta más congestionada Que vicuña maquena en hora punta Tu lema del débil, el protector Pobre farmacia, pobrecito mol Pobre los cuicos que están con horror Diciendo por inta que quedo la fuck Aquí somos roto, aquí somos flight Estamos acostumbrados a dar combate Los pacos son perkins, son guaremate El cuico lo ordena y tú acataste Quien te viera Paco Jalero Matando a tu clase, golpeando al obrero Los niños le tienen más miedo a un Paco Que a un ratero, que se disuelva los Pacos luego ah, Y un monumento al matapaco Espero que nuestra lucha la imite el mundo entero Un mundo sin explotación, anhelo el narco y la poli haciendo money Piñera y su amigo robando money A la gente la pobla le falta money Esta lucha clase mi pana Dori El narco y la poli haciendo money Piñera y su amigo robando money A la gente la pobla le falta money Esta lucha clase mi pana Dori eh. Anti 1, 3, 3 Y ahí con la TV y la presa burger Anti 1, 3, 3 Mi hijo